Welcome to the PMPA's Speaking of Precision podcast featuring your hosts, Carly Kistler-Miller, David Wynn, and Miles Free. Hello, I'm Miles Free. Welcome to PMPA's Speaking of Precision podcast. Carly Kistler-Miller and David Wynn have joined me today, and we are going to discuss automation as the amplification of human potential. Welcome, Carly. Welcome, David. Thank you, Miles. Thank you, Miles. Well, okay, so I wanted to talk about automation because it's just everywhere. It's in my email, it's in the news, you know, this chat GBPT thing, and everyone's talking about automation. And I thought, we talk about automation in our industry a lot. And the second I said the word automation, David about jumped out of his seat. And actually, what did you say? Well, I said automation is the amplification of people's talent. And so um, I think that automation is just a cool thing. We have a saying, automate everything. Uh, When I was in the shop, we tried to automate as much as possible. You know, we're in an industry where it's hard to find people. It's hard to find talent in the office. It's hard to find talent on the shop floor. And I think that's where a lot of shops miss out too. We're always automating production items and there's so much that can be automated in the office. And, um, you know, we did things like automating. uh, We had one button to turn off all the lights, the fans and uh, set back the thermostats. You um, automate things like emails to accountants and emails uh, back and forth to customers and, and do all that through your ERP. Most accounting softwares have automated email and reporting. And there's a lot of cool things you can do with that. So automation is really about efficiency, right? It's a, it's about m- taking something task related and automating it so that a person isn't spending their time doing it. I, I'd like to say you're right with that, Carly, because it is about efficiency, but it's also about improving the quality because because it's automated, because it's automatic, there will be less variation and therefore less opportunity for waste and for problems. So yes, it is about efficiency, but it's also a step towards improving quality. Well, cause there's different kinds of automation. I mean, okay, when I first came into this industry, those robots just, they still blow my mind. They're so much fun to watch, but it's past the cool factor. There's, there's robots and there's cobots, right? Right and the robots run on their own, but the cobots work, they assist employees. They work collaborative next to employees. Right. And so their power is limited so that they can't actually present a safety hazard. You've got some industrial robots that could pick up the performer. We've seen some of those. (laughs) Well, we remember at IMTS, they were moving, moving. Yeah. Picking up that car. Yeah, I think it was a vet. Anyway, um, but then, so when we talk about automation and we're talking about the robots and stuff, then I always hear automation intermingled with lightly attended. Is lightly attended considered automation or is lightly attended possible because of automation? Lightly attended is possible because of automation. Because we have automatic bar feeders, the machine can run without someone loading a bar every time. Because the machine can run unattended, lightly attended, 
it can send that signal to the bar feeder. But I think that we need to look at the motivation here, Carly, because I think many naive listeners will say, oh, we'll automate and then we don't need people. And that's not what we're trying to do with this at all. Right. It's supposed to, well, one, it's supposed to take the dirty jobs, right? It takes the the dirty, there's something else, repetitive jobs so that people can use their skill sets somewhere else. Absolutely. People using their brains. You want them thinking for you. You don't want them doing tasks for you. Machines and things can do tasks. People can think and machines can't think. Yeah. I love that distinction. So what's interesting is Norbert Weiner, who was the uh, inventor of, quote, cybernetics, back in the 40s at MIT, wrote a book called The Human Use of Human Beings. And that is what I think automation is all about, enabling us to do our human, use our human talents, use our human skills to achieve the best results for that thing that's important to us as humans. This isn't just some accounting scheme. This is a way for people to absolutely achieve and organizations to absolutely achieve their, their, the best results possible. So it's, it's employees at their highest and best use. Exactly. You just love it when I use that phrase. I, I, it's, 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 it, it, it applies. It, it applies. So many times companies think of automation as this six-figure project, this thing that you got to spend all this money on. And automation's easy. I mean, it's as simple as having an open open pocket on a Swiss machine and you put two turn tools in and write a macro. When you make 500 parts, it switches to the next pocket. That way, it's you don't have to stop and change an insert. You get 1,000 pieces instead of 500. Oh, see. Oh, and okay, you said macros. That's That's a form of automation, right? That's right. Yeah. Writing macros. Uh, anytime you write a CNC program, especially if you got a family of parts, write one program that, that gives you a single point of failure instead of having 15 programs. And then you don't know where you put all of them and you don't know what's going on. And somebody changed this one, changed that one. You've got a single point of failure. So the interesting thing to me, Carly, is the press and the media, they're focused on robots. Yeah. And they're trying to make it robots versus workers. Well, they grew up with those books, all those books, robots are yeah. going to take over the earth. Yeah. And Thank you, Isaac and Asimov, you know, take an airplane. <laughs> um, he never flew. Anything versus employee sells, though. That's just that's what the media does, because that's what sells when you when you pit management versus employees or workers versus robots. That's what sells magazines. But that's not what's really happening. And 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 that's my point, David. There are far more robots in our software, mm. think of you know any software package you're using, whether it's ERP and it already has all the, all the material tags, bundles, you don't have a clerk going through a notebook trying to find this, right? Uh, Salesforce, these programs, these packages all have, have routines that do the work that now you don't have somebody doing drudgery paperwork, going to a filing cabinet, grabbing it. It just pulls it right up, does the calculation. Here it is. Yeah. That's a problem of association, too, because people think of automation as a physical thing and, and people can't see software. They can't see the code. They don't realize all the automated things behind the scenes. And because they can't see that, they don't think of that as automation. But you're right. There's far more automation in software than there is in physical automation. 
so here's the simplest automation I know of. Mm -hmm. Hazard lights on my car. Okay. I just push the button and they blink. Yeah. Okay. If I didn't have that automated, I'd have to sit there and turn light on, turn light on, turn light on, turn light on. <laughs> okay. Turn light on, turn light off, right? Am I right? Yeah. Turn light yeah, on, yeah, yeah, turn yeah. light But someone in their highest and best use said, you know what? I just put in this little component and the lights will flash and here's the frequency here's the brightness here's the intensity i'm going to lower the voltage because i don't want to drain the battery but i need it to be bright enough that it can alert people in in bad conditions and and it's a problem solved and that's what i think automation really is we solve problems and and the people who are automating collect these solved problems they consolidate these solved problems and they implement them into best practices. And this is really how our industry implements continuous improvement. We solve problems. We aggregate these solutions. We build them into our processes to make them mistake-proof. And then we take it for granted. And five years later, people are saying, what do you mean? What, what, what do you mean there's robots in my software? Yeah, no, you're right. It is. It's all robots. Actually, our phone itself might even be considered a robot, and it even talks back at us. <laughs> we'll save that for another podcast. As long as it doesn't say "Danger, Will Robinson," but <laughs> sorry, nice. <laughs> and what's cool is people. You know, our industry has been automating for probably over a hundred years, but you look at, you know, I mean, like manufactured bar feeds in the twenties and thirties, and we had automated bar feeds. We had um, automated part loading machines and vibratory bowl feeders and all that stuff. We've been automating for a long time and it's just become more in the forefront now and it's expanding to other industries, but our industry is automation has been part of the heart and soul of it forever. Actually, it's been a hundred years. We found a logo. We're going to post it on social media. Uh, 2023 is 100 years of automated precision machining. There you go. Ta-da! See? Didn't even think about that. That's true. Also hot in the news along with automation is this artificial intelligence, this AI. Yes. Is that what's running some of this automation or is that, I, I know David, you know a bit about this. I mean, some of it's run by what they call AI. Um, I don't believe that there's a true AI. It's all done with algorithms and yes, no questions. And I guess if you boil it down, maybe that's how our brains work too. But um, it's computers that are taking data and they're analyzing the data and they're making assumptions on the data automatically rather than having human input. And there are a lot of systems, vision systems are using um, something that they call AI where they're taking data in and then using that for output to pick and place parts and things like that. And our machine tools are using automation, you know, um, LFV technology on citizen Swiss machines uses uh, a, a type of automation where it's detecting temperature changes and vibration and, and counteracting that. So th- there's some neat things out there that software based that is similar to human, to human intelligence in a machine. But the humans are putting the intelligence in there. Well, that's right. And you know, uh, Garbage in, garbage out. Oh, yeah. That's you right. You need to do a really good analysis. And otherwise, you'll build in a bias. Yep. 
And that's where we got to have process control. Anytime you do automation, you've got to check it and you got to make sure that the automation is holding true to what you set it to do. And then when you, anytime you automate any process, you have to plan, do, check, act. You do it, you check it, you make sure it's doing what it's supposed to. If it's not, you change it, you act, you change those things. And so you got to go through that cycle. And that's a continuous cycle because you set a goal in the beginning, you're going to hold X tolerance and you're going to get X many parts. Well, then once you achieve that, it's like, okay, wait a minute, I can double that. I can get half the tolerance and, and double the number of parts and you keep going further and further. And that's all a part of continuous improvement. Dr. Deming sends his regards, David. <laughs> <laughs> so are there any other ways in our shops that automation takes place? I mean, there's some in the office we know there's probably automatically at the beginning of the month generated invoices or billing or such. Is there anything on the shop floor that we want to talk about? I guess it's one of those topics we could go on for hours, but I mean, we have vision inspection systems, things like the Oasis, the Keyence machines, where used to it would take several hours to check a part with 30 dimensions on a, a final audit checklist, and I can drop it on a table and it gives me a report on six parts in just a, you know, a few seconds. Um, we've got all sorts of part washing equipment out there now that is totally automated that will take a part from nasty, dirty to degreasing it, washing it in an aqueous solution and taking it through the drying process. And you have good finished goods coming out the other side. Um, so, and it's really, and that's like your six figure projects, but like I said, automation starts everywhere. I mean, it, it's as simple as figuring out how do you automate the light switch when you leave that the guys hit one button? It's automate those thermostats. You guys shouldn't have to worry about turning the heat up and turning it down and, you know, tool changing, all these things. It's simple projects that you can start small for just a couple hundred dollars, buy an Arduino board and learn to program and do some neat stuff. And, and Carly, you know, it's interesting. You're asking about where's automation. So when, when you set us up to do our final cut every Friday. Yeah. What do you do? You ask me to hold up a sheet of white paper and you do a white balance. Yeah. You don't put in 15C, 25Y, and oh. 89M and I used to have to. in the filter pack, do you? <laughs> you just hit the button and it goes white. That's true. That's I, I'm true. not it's holding everywhere. up a gray card, right? I'm not holding up an 18% gray card for you for exposure. It's... Mm -hmm automation, these, these robots are built in in software. And so anytime you're using a pen or a pencil, that's an opportunity for automation. Because if you're using a keyboard, if you're using software, the chances are the automation has been built in with code. That's a great point. That's right. So what I'm hearing is don't listen to the media necessarily. Automation is not a bad thing. I mean, it's everywhere. We're already using it. You just need to reframe your thinking, recognizing the automation and using it so that your employees can be used at their highest and best use. We're and, not replacing people. We're helping our and, employees. As David said, in just a minute, he can do six inspections with 30 different dimensions. Or we could have that employee spend three hours trying to do that same thing. Automation enhances human potential. And it makes humans more valuable because you, when you learn to automate and they learn to use the automation, they become more skilled labor. 
And so automation brings more value to the shop and more value to the humans using the automation. That wraps up today's podcast on automation, amplification of human potential. Thank you for joining us. Please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss one. Also, check out our Speaking of Suppliers podcast to hear the ways our technical members can help your shops thrive. And for additional information, please visit pmpa.org where you can find our knowledge centers filled with articles, webinars, more podcasts, and other resources just for precision machining. And if you aren't already taking advantage of a PMPA membership, be sure to check out pmpa.org to learn how we can help you thrive. And why is a PMPA membership important, Carly and Miles? Because Because we we are are better together. together. Don't forget to join us next Monday on Speaking of Precision.